Welcome back to season two here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Couldn't be more excited to be back with you. I hope everyone had a wonderful summer. Hope you got recharged. Hope you were able to do some things with your friends and your family and read some books and chill out and, you know, just kick back enough so that you are feeling a little bit rejuvenated and ready to get back at the most important job in all the world, the job of educating our youth and making sure we provide them with the skills they need. We could not be more excited to be back here at the Teacher's Cup of Coffee for school year number two. We hope to keep being a shot of energy, a caffeine shot, if you will, for teachers and educators alike. We're going to do some of the same things we've been doing this year, which was looking at cool articles and cool TED Talks and sort of just trying to sum things up um, in, in short tidbits so you can have some ideas to use in your classroom. But we're also going to start to bring on some more guests, start to hear from some more experts in the field, more importantly than experts in the field, just hear from some, some teachers and Here's some more cool ideas straight from the mouth of teachers. So we could not be happier to be back with you. Today we are going to talk about starting unusual. This week, so many of you will go back into your classrooms. So many of us will go back into our classrooms and we will get up and running with a new group of students. And there are so many things that we have to get done to get back up and running. But today I'm going to be pushing you to start with something new. Start unusual. I got three great ideas for you, and I'm hoping at least one of them catches on and matters to you as you get going. The first one is student interest surveys. Student interest surveys. A lot of us do surveys when kids get back. How was your summer? What did you do? Who's in your family? What are you interested in? Those are all wonderful questions to ask, and they're all very important. But I read a great blog. It was on. It's a blog called Back to the Top Teaching Blog, and it was written by a gentleman named John D. Pasquale. He's a teacher himself, and it's all. This was actually tailored toward middle school students, but works for anybody. And he talks about the importance of student interest surveys, but not just because you want to be able to say, "Hey, I hear you like baseball." No, he talks about student interest surveys in respect to knowing what kids care about so that we can then tailor their learning to the things they care about. This is a great quote, and I quote, student interest and instruction are closely linked. Student interest greatly influences learning engagement and the student's ability to connect to new ideas. Students are more likely to be engaged if the instruction taps into or connects to their interests. He really pushes that we need to make these interest surveys more connected to what we might be teaching them about. Here are some examples he gives. This is a great question. Choose one famous person to be the substitute teacher for a day. Who would you want it to be? What would you hope to learn from them? Here's another cool question. What was the best thing you remember learning about last year and why was it so memorable? And another one, list three words that, that describe great teachers. These questions don't just ask our kids how their summer was. They don't just say, what's your favorite basketball team or do you like art? These questions give us some insight into what the kids really want to learn about and what they really care about. If we can ask them just four or five questions on a piece of paper tailored like these three, that'll help us understand how to tap into their passion so that we can get 
get them learning about things they care about and then in turn deeply learning and attaching and connecting to that learning. So student interest surveys, I push you to try one. Try a new one, write a new one this year or write a few questions that really help you get at what students care about. Second is stories. If you think back to last year when we talked about Blake Mykoski and Tom's, Tom's shoes did not sell in the beginning at all because of what they looked like. In fact, I remember seeing them the first time and they looked kind of funny. I was like, why would anybody buy those? They sold because of the story behind them. Blake Mykoski, who created this for one, get buy one, get one, buy, excuse me, buy one, give one. He created a story that if you buy one of these shoes from Tom's, we will also donate a pair of these shoes to a poor kid in Argentina. And that story motivated motivated and inspired people to buy what really looked like some funny looking shoes. Stories help people connect. They motivate us. They inspire us. If you watch a lot of TED Talks, the most famous TED Talks are the ones that really use the most stories. Stories are what bring people in. A lot of teachers around the country are going to start school this week and they're going to they're going to lead with their rules and their expectations and they're going to say, "Here's how we do things in this classroom and here's how you walk around this classroom and here's how we pass out paper and here's what I expect from you." And that's important. That stuff is definitely important. You have to get that across. But I want to push you to get past that because think about walking into a PD. If the presenter led with their rules and their expectations, we would all want to walk out. That doesn't inspire anyone, but stories do. Tell the story of yourself. What led you to becoming a teacher? Or tell the story of your classroom. What makes your classroom a place where students should want to learn? And don't explain it tell it as a story. Lead with a story and you will definitely be the kind of rogue innovative teacher that kids will immediately want to learn from. My last idea to start unusual is called the three values. Think about three attributes that you want all learners in your classroom to have. These are your three values. So for me, I think I would think perseverance, problem solving, and collaborative. So I would want kids to persevere, problem solve, and collaborate. If these are my three values, I should introduce them on day one. Welcome kids, welcome kids to my class. Here's what I care about. I care that you will persevere through hard problems. I care that when I give you multi-step problems or ideas or thinking, you will work through the multi-steps, you will problem solve. And I care that we collaborate, me with you guys, you guys with you guys, we will collaborate and learn together. Pick your three values and then introduce them on day one. And then introduce them every day for the first month. Lead with your three values. That's how you'll prove to kids that they matter to you. And then make sure your lessons promote these as well. Point out to students when they are using these three values, or excuse me, when they are demonstrating these three values and when they are improving with them. If you lead with three values, constantly go back to them. Before you know it, a large majority of your classroom will develop these three values, and then learning in your class will be so much better throughout the rest of the year. So in recap, really change your student interest surveys if you can and try to get at what are kids passionate about and what do they care about learning about so that you can then bring that to them and really engage them as learners. Tell stories. Tell stories the way you would tell a story to a friend. 
tell it to your students to get them to connect to your classroom, and then pick your three values and announce those three values and keep going back to those three values. And that will inspire kids to really stick and find the attributes that you want them to find in your classroom. It's gonna be a great year for all of you. I know it is. I know you're excited. I know you're nervous. We all are. We're, we're, we can't wait to get back, but we're also gonna miss summer. It's just the swirling emotions. I love talking to teachers that have taught for 30, 35 years and they say, I still don't sleep well the first night of school. And that is where you really know that the person cares. So we're happy to be back. We hope you're happy to be back. We hope you got some cool ideas that can help you start unusual. And we hope you have a great couple of weeks and join us again in two weeks here at the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Everybody no more sleeping in bed. Oh.